0: Why do we think that this person has to change in order for us to be happy? Hi, welcome back to Friend Crush. I'm your host, Amber Killer. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. How is everyone? Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram at Amber Killer on Spotify, SoundCloud, TikTok, Twitter, threads. Ew. Um, (laughs) And the meme page for this podcast is at friend.crush on Instagram. Let me just adjust the microphone here. Okay. Um, Yes, I love it when I receive questions, feedback comments etc it really means so much to me you know a lot of people in my life don't listen to the things that I say which is why I decided to start a podcast to see if my thoughts could resonate somewhere in a helpful way I hope and yeah it means a lot to just feel heard so thank you so much for tuning in today's topic is why don't people change you know Tell as old as time, we love someone and we care about someone and we're just like watching their life unfold. Like the way that you watch a car crash in slow motion or something. And you're like, why won't they listen to me? Why won't they do better? Why won't they? Why, why, why won't they? And ultimately, the question we really need to ask is, why do we think that this person has to change in order for us to be happy? Oh, tape. (laughs) I think this is one of the hardest things to come to terms with or to admit to ourselves is that we have placed our happiness or validation or sense of security or uh, whatever it is, desirability in the hands of another person and realizing that maybe we've given or invested more than we are getting in return. And we're kind of like, trying to collect a debt or something. We're saying like you've taken this much from me and you need to hold up your end of the bargain by changing yourself or realizing that you've changed or kind of like shape-shifted in a way that's maybe not that authentic for you in order to be in this relationship or to be in this friendship or this connection. And you're wondering why this other person isn't doing the same thing for you. But in reality, I think it's like, you know, when you pull back from the desire to have this person do as you wish, then you can create space for yourself to do as you wish for yourself and then see how your life can shift accordingly. But that can take like, a decent amount of time it's not an overnight process and it's a constant checking in with yourself to be like is this what I really want or is this what I think other people want from me and because I want their approval or I think that their approval or that my happiness is contingent on their approval I'm changing who I am in order to suit them and this is a question that I get Quite often from listeners, like I'm realizing that I've always done things to please other people and I don't know how to figure out who I am. And I think that it's recognizing that it's a really big feat. You know, it's not like one day you just wake up and you're like, I know who I am, who you are and who you want to be is going to change at all different stages of your life. And I think for me, it's been committing consistently to being open to see to seeing how that changes rather than feeling like I have to have a constant like certainty or that there's something to be figured out and once I figure it out all my problems will go away and like suddenly I'm going to be euphoric or I'm going to be living in constant ecstasy but I try and appreciate the small moments in between big shifts you know or even like subtle shifts so just recognizing that my contribution to the direction that my life is going to go is not, is like significant, but also not as significant as I think, you know, I'm like a tiny little grain of sand on like the shore of an ocean, you know, like there are so many of us and all of these like interconnected energies you know like there's the best that i can do within the capacity of like my body and mind and then i have to leave the rest up to the world and then how am i going to respond in kind to those things how can i try and have the most like um positive impact that i can and then how can i surrender to you know other people being in charge of their journey and then surrendering to just the way that things are going to happen. I don't know, it can sound like so woo-woo, but do you kind of get what I mean? Like you only have so much energy every day. You only have a limited scope of knowledge and understanding of the world through your experience and you're only ever going to be able to experience the world through your eyes and through your body and the way that you can expand that is holding space for other people and creating a shared reality like I always try to say and remind myself that love is not you know, being the same as someone, it's being able to accept and recognize your differences, recognize that you're coming from different points of view, and working together to create a shared reality. And when two people are no longer committed to c- creating that reality together for whatever reason, and it's not necessarily personal, and you know, that's when love is not there anymore. And I think trying to have like a sort of neutral understanding of love rather than tying it so much to your self-worth and the idea that you can only be loved if you are enough to someone, I think it's very freeing because I can just say so frankly to myself, recognizing that in this situation, maybe this person says that they love me or that they care about me, but nothing that they're doing is indicating that there is a desire or a capability um, on their part to create a shared reality with me or to understand my point of view or to contribute to, you know, me being hot and having fun. And then what is my capacity or ability or desire to do that for them? And recognizing that is recognizing like Being able to be honest with yourself in that way, as heartbreaking as it might be at the same time to realize that someone that you cared about or that you wanted love from isn't giving it to you or isn't able to give it to you, recognizing that gives you awareness, which as I say, like gives you an ability to make more intentional decisions moving forward. Like if you can acknowledge that you're not experiencing what you want to experience in this relationship, then you can pull back a little bit and then focus your energy on the areas that you're going to be able to create the experience that you want. Right. So it's honestly taken me a really long time to recognize that I had this like people pleasing desire and this sort of like feeling that I had to save other people, that I had to fix other people. Um, and even though, I guess like that still exists within me I think that I can recognize the limit of my influence on others and even if I think that like I've been through what this person's been through and I know like how it how it unfolds and what you need to do to avoid it or what you can do to improve your experience or whatever it's also like recognizing within me that it's selfish for me to assume that this person has to do things the way that I believe that they can or should be done, right? It's their life. It's their right to fuck it up as much as they want to, even if it makes me uncomfortable, even if I don't approve. And because I've experienced people at all different stages of my life telling me what I should and shouldn't do, telling me who I should and shouldn't be, telling me who I am and who I am not, I can kind of let go much faster from that impulse to say, like, you should be doing this instead. And it's difficult when, like, you're able to read a situation Clearer than another person, and you kind of just tell them, or you try to give them a warning, and then they go and do something that's like contrary to what you've said, and then what you've said sort of comes true anyway. And then there's this like kind of tension that maybe they have with their ego and like and a difficulty with like admitting that they were wrong that they made a mistake. So you know, I think there's also just like it's hard to know when people really want your advice in your per- in like your day-to-day life in your personal interactions with people which is why I also have a podcast because it's like I'm just sharing what I think and then people can listen and take from it what they want and if you're like really ready for whatever it is that I'm sharing, then you will naturally take that on board and I'm not forcing that upon you because it's like a choice for people to listen to the podcast and it's difficult in your personal relationships when you know people aren't necessarily sure of what they want or honest with themselves about what they want and then they sort of like present things in a certain way to you, making it seem like they want your advice or they want to get better, but they're like actual capability or the actual effort that they're putting into it doesn't match up with their desire and then you know you kind of get into this tangle of feeling like you're responsible for them not doing better and then they also might start to like use you as a scapegoat and blame you uh so yeah this is kind of like the tension that exists between giving people advice in your personal life and then like getting invested in the outcome of your advice. So I think that if you are someone that has a tendency to want to like mother your friends or be like the group psychologist, maybe taking some time to yourself and reflecting on why you feel like your value only comes from your ability to help others. And like, that's something that I try to do as well. (laughs) Uh, But you know, I still think that part of a life well lived is being of service to others. And I just think that's always going to be part of who I am. I just have to find like healthier ways to channel it and being able to just like share and want the best for others while recognizing that what you think is not necessarily going to be compatible with them. And it's just about like holding space for different perspectives and learning from each other. Like doing that in a way that I think doesn't place so much like burden or like unnecessary burden and responsibility on me and like on yourself, if you find yourself in a similar position, I think is really important because having someone become like codependent on your perspective and your advice is also a disservice to them because they're not going to be able to learn things their way or like they're not gonna be able to have certain experiences touch their skin in the way that they need to for them to learn if they're constantly relying on you to avoid pain or to like guide them. You wanna find a way to encourage people to listen to their inner voice. I think that's kind of like what I've come to understand over the last few years is, or just in general, like how to word things in a way that's like, trust yourself. You know, I'm here to encourage you and support you and empower you to the best of my ability. But what I think is right for me or what has worked for me in the past might not be the path that you're on because I'm not usually wrong (laughs) in the general sense Uh, because I overthink, you know, so I think about everything from every possible angle when it comes to other people's situations, you know, there's always going to be blind spots in my own. (laughs) But, you know, like just because I can say, okay, based on your situation, it's going to unfold like this and then this is going to happen and then this is going to happen. um, How that unfolds for that person in reality, it might take many twists and turns. It's not going to be so linear. It's not going to be so ABC and that's okay. You know, and if I don't get too emotionally invested in, them changing the way that they say they want to change, even though what they're actually doing is completely contrary to that, then it's fine. You know, we don't have an issue. And I think it's when we become over-invested in other people's outcomes that we start to stress ourselves out for no reason. And then we create potentially codependent relationships. or then we create this kind of like unnecessary tension and pressure on relationships that don't need to be there. Especially as adults, like as you get older, you just sort of realize that, Everyone is experiencing reality through their own lens and you don't have to take things personally. Even though the impulse is there, even though it's natural to feel like, oh my God, that's like fully brushed up against my ego or like I feel literally attacked. You just realize that it's like, as you accumulate more experience in your life, as you've been alive longer, you realize how specific so many of your experiences are to you. And there's no way that that can be replicated exactly for somebody else. And then you can embrace like your own journey and the way that that unfolds rather than thinking you need like to see someone else's unfold the way you want it in order for your journey to unfold the way that you want to be valid. Does that make sense? It's like, oh, if I can like show this person that my point of view is important enough and relevant enough to their life then I can trust that it's relevant to mine. But you kind of need to like do it in reverse and be like, okay, I'm living my life according to the way that I want to. I've put in the effort to emotionally regulate and to manage my expectations while still like putting in enough effort to work towards the goals that I have. And I'm seeing results, okay? So I'm living proof of whatever my life philosophy is. And then the people that I'm around – they can either like be inspired by that or they can be put off by that. It doesn't actually matter because I go to bed peacefully (laughs) and I'm not worried about what other people are doing, but I have spent like periods of my life where I felt not as in control of my own journey or not as like in a state of complete acceptance. And then I've had sleepless nights over other people's problems, but me being sleepless over someone else's problems doesn't make their problems better because I can't crawl into their brain and start controlling their body and getting them to do what they really need to do. I can only just be like as consistent as I can in who I am and hope that that rubs off on other people, you know, like insisting that other people change is like trying to force ripen fruit. There is a natural process to everything. Like we live in a planet there's you know the way that things go processes natural processes ripening of fruit ripening of human beings but I think this digital age where you know there's still a process when it comes to how technology works but because it works at a speed that's so much faster than we can like mentally or like perceive with our senses in a way that makes sense to us we assume that things can just change overnight but they don't change overnight this is why there's so much frustration with like relationships with body image with success because we think that oh posting one picture we're going to go viral and then our lives going to change it's not really how it works and that's the same thing when it comes to changing yourself and other people changing too you know like You can't really force ripen fruit. You can, for example, put an apple next to a banana and it will influence the banana in its ripening. But then, you know, if you don't manage the amount of exposure of the apple to the banana, the banana is going to go rotten very quickly. You know, I have this problem all the time when I'm trying to make banana bread. I never really buy bananas to just eat as they are I usually only buy them to make banana bread. And when I buy them at the store or at the fruit market, they're always underripe and I need them to be overripe in order to make banana bread. And then I do all these things to try to get the bananas to ripen faster. And nine times out of 10, the bananas overripen to the point where they're not usable. And I've wasted bananas because I've been impatient in the ripening process of these bloody bananas. And now I can't have banana bread. So... (laughs) That's kind of like what happens when you place too much pressure on the people around you to change according to your standard. You know, you're, you're the apple that's trying to force ripen this banana. And if you're not aware of how much pressure you're putting on this person, whether it's like within yourself or like actually on them, you're at risk of spoiling that relationship. Versus if you just like kept a healthy distance as bananas and apples, then you can ripen at your own pace and appreciate that process for each of you rather than insisting that they be the same, you know? So I've been on both sides where I've like wanted someone to do better in ways that they just weren't ready for or in ways that weren't compatible with where they were at and who they were. And then I've also been at the mercy of other people wanting me to change in ways that were just completely antithetical to my experience and who I am. And it's always the relationships that have like this healthy amount of distance where we can appreciate each other for who we are. Like It's so funny how sometimes it's people that you're not that close with that seem to appreciate you for who you are the most because they're not experiencing like all of the difficult parts of you that get you to that place of like how you present to the world um and vice versa I guess but you know your intimate relationships and being able to have a space where those difficult parts of you are given room and given empathy and compassion they're a really important part of life as well and I think that more and more I can appreciate how important family is in that aspect for me personally. Like it's very difficult sometimes. Like family and also just like old friends, like friends that have known you in high school. Like people that I know in high school were so different Now our lives are so different, but we have this like tacit understanding of who we were and who we've become in a way that people that I'll meet now at later stages of my life won't ever really understand. And I find that there are so many misunderstandings sometimes between me and people that I've only known for a short period of time because they haven't seen me in some of the most difficult periods of my life. And they experience like the me that I created through difficult learning experiences. And then they sort of take that at face value and assume that, oh, my life has just always been like this or I've always had this outlook on life. I've always been able to have this sort of resilience, but it's like, honey, I've been like beaten down and had my identity literally fractured and cracked and smashed into like a million pieces and then had to like slowly rebuild and glue that back together in a way that some of the people that I meet now maybe haven't had to do and it's not like I need people to feel sorry for me and it's not like it's a matter of what's better or worse or what's good or bad but it's just recognizing that there's nuance and that there's difference in how people have become whoever they are whoever they present themselves to be to you now so Yeah, I mean, it's like my ability to accept people for who they are in spite of anything that might make me uncomfortable now or in spite of things that I might find triggering or in spite of things that, you know, I might not completely approve of comes from being the person that other people want to change or other people can't accept for things that don't really affect them, you know, like... So then I guess when it is something that affects me uh, in a relationship or a friendship or whatever, I'm much quicker to recognize that and to distance myself from it because I just don't have time to hang around people or to be in situations where I don't feel safe or there is not an intention to create There is not like a mutual intention to create a, you know, a space where you can say and be who you are without judgment and then work through that together, you know. Because I do think that this insistence on like political correctness or wokeness does a huge disservice to our ability to really Reflect and assess like the darker parts of ourselves that we might otherwise feel ashamed of, or we might be afraid to be shamed for. And if you're able to create a space for someone where they can explore that, I think that's, you know, a really important skill to have. And it will really broaden your understanding of human nature and your appreciation for the human experience. Because only through like accepting the darker parts of myself. And like, for me personally, it's like being able to make fun of it or being able to satirize it and process it through humor. Being able to do that has made the rest of my life or the other parts of me like much more enjoyable. I think not just for me personally, but also for other people. And I guess for some people, like maybe not so much, like my sense of humor doesn't resonate with everyone, which is fine, but I feel great. And I'm hot and having fun according to how I define it. And I embrace like all of the uncomfortable feelings that come in the process of pursuing that. And I hope that I can like facilitate that for other people too. So it's tough when things start changing in ways that you aren't prepared for. And God knows that I have been in that situation many times. What is so crazy to me is like I will try and mentally prepare myself for every possible outcome and it's the one that I didn't mentally prepare myself for that hits me in the face or like that completely derails whatever I thought you know, I was going to be doing in the next two or three months. I don't even mean like in the next two or three years. That's why when people ask me what my five-year plan is, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Or like, are you going to stay in Shanghai? Or like, where do you want to live? Or like, what kind of partner do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Because anytime I've tried to come to some kind of conclusion, whatever I've thought has been upended and I've just had to work with some other situation. And I think that it's like, My general direction or like, I don't even know how to say this. It's like, I still get to do the things that I want. I still get to work towards the things that I want to, but the way that I get there is just different. And the people that might be involved in that, that I originally thought it might not be those same people, but yeah, it's just like that process. That's how you can appreciate the journey. I'm not so worried about the destination as much as I used to be. Because it doesn't really matter (laughs) if you're not having a good time, you know, other people getting to enjoy the fruits of your labor while you suffer. That's not my idea of a good time. And I see that happening a lot around me, you know, like people giving their all to things that like they're suffering for. They're not having a good time. They're reaching burnout. They're miserable, unhappy. Other people love the output, profit off it, maybe. Um, but then the person that's the creator in whatever capacity that is, whether it's at their job, whether their job is corporate or freelance creative or not, you know, it's like, what was the point of all that if you didn't enjoy it too, you know? And it's like, what is the point of your friendship with the person? If you're constantly insisting that they change in order to meet your standards, instead of just like relinquishing the idea that anyone has to be like you or live like you in order for you to enjoy their presence. And if it really is too difficult for you to be around them, then that's for that's like your problem, you know, it's not theirs. And I've had situations where people have said to me like, you know, these parts of you, I find offensive and they're triggering to me. And I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm sorry because I don't intend to hurt you, but I can't make a promise that I can live the way that you want me to so that you can feel comfortable. Like, if I was uncomfortable in a relationship or with a person, then I have to remove myself. I can't expect that other person to change for me, right? And if I upset you more than I'm able to, like, fulfill you, then... I don't want to upset you, and like we need to reassess the closeness of our relationship. You know, it's not that if I make you uncomfortable more than I make you more than I can contribute to your life, then I should change. Um, that's not how it goes, honey. Even if what I'm doing is really fucked up according to your standards, maybe it works for me, and vice versa. Even if what someone is doing is really self-destructive or really against. Download the new Bumble now. Like that's not up to you, you know. Obviously, if it's like extremely morally unsound, uh, there are things that you can do to try to like intervene or prevent harm. But I I don't know how to like manage that. You know, I'm not qualified. But I'm just talking like in a general sense, you know, your friends like – being messy in her romantic relationships or like in her job or whatever you can only create space for them to process or to be honest and then you need to also draw a boundary so that it's like okay this is how much I can listen to this is how much I can support you until it starts to affect me negatively and I think it's weird how there are like people on the internet saying like oh you're abandoning people with like mental illness or with dealing with things and it's like Not everybody can hold space for you the way that you might want them to, because the whole point is learning to do that for yourself. And it's hard and it's uncomfortable, much harder than just expecting someone to get it and to help you. But that's the point, like whatever this experience is, there's some lesson that you can learn from it or there's something that you can take from it even if it's really fucked up it doesn't mean that what's happening is okay it doesn't mean that it's like morally okay or that it's that you, that you deserve it or that it's your fault but i feel like the only way that you can move forward is if you ask yourself like okay well what's next like what is this situation telling me about how I can become the person that I want to become or what are the things that are standing in my way from me being able to become the person i become. And that's hard and that takes time. And I'm not saying that it takes time to discourage you from embarking on it. I'm telling you that it takes time so you can accept that you're not going to get results straight away, that it takes like consistency and it takes effort. But I just feel like, everyone's path is designed in a way that within their capacity, there are things that they can adjust that will completely change the course of their life in ways that they can't predict in ways that they can't quantify. And it's, it might be just really, really small practices that shift your mindset in a way that allows you to see and identify opportunities and to to look for silver linings in places that you otherwise wouldn't have or you've gotten so used to seeing no hope in. I really feel like that has had such a radical impact on how I've been able to see a way through situations that have otherwise felt like overwhelmingly fucked, basically, in spite of like the amount of privilege that I've had, you know, like there's only so much that material things can offer you. And it doesn't mean that money isn't important, that privilege doesn't exist, that of course it would be nicer to cry in a Porsche than to cry in a, cry on a bike, whatever. <laughs> but when you radically accept your situation and like the influence that you can have on where you're at right now, not where you wish you could be, not where you think that somebody else should be or that you should be, it's like, where are you now? And what can you do to affect change now? And it's really difficult to do, but it doesn't mean that it's not worth it speaking from experience, you know, even if it's something like my relationship with my body and other people's in my proximity's relationship to their body. Like for me, I always had like a really unhealthy relationship with physical activity. I just didn't like exercising when I was younger. I didn't enjoy team sport and the only program that I enjoyed, gymnastics, was cancelled. So, and I was also like growing up at an all-girls school, there was a lot of unhealthy body image issues and stuff going around. I read The Beauty Myth when I was like 14 and learned about, you know, the way that insecurities are weaponized against women um, in order to make money and, and oppress us. Weight loss and exercise were always inextricably linked. And I just felt like it was disempowering to always think about exercise through the lens of weight loss and then over time over a number of years not a number of months even like a number of years I slowly was able to understand the importance of exercise for my health and my mental health because above all other things my mental health my mental health is one of the most important things to me you know like if I don't feel good mentally it's just a downward spiral from there because mind-body connection, et cetera. And when I realized that exercising made me feel good and then in turn made me look good, my relationship to my body changed a lot and my body changed a lot too. You know, But before when I'd been in phases where I was just thinking about like, oh, I wanna get skinny or I need to lose weight and I'm gonna use exercise as the tool to do that, that was not motivation enough for me to be consistent. Or to find something that I enjoyed for the sake of enjoying. So I think that like when I see other people who have similar body issues maybe and I'm trying to tell them like, you know, being able to do something that you enjoy is more important than doing the most effective thing because your ability to enjoy something will trump the effectiveness of something that you like do but don't enjoy if that makes sense but not everybody is ready for that message not everybody is ready to understand that and rather than me like shoving it down someone's throat all I can do is live by example and then you know some people have come along for the ride and other people haven't and that's just how it is you know but it's very small changes in mindset that have had huge impacts on my like actual reality physically mentally emotionally hot and having (laughs) funly but yeah it's so hard because like people can be so entrenched in the idea that it's like one thing that will change everything or like an instant switch from a not so great place to a great place and just life isn't that simple but I think when you can embrace that for yourself practice that other people can like be inspired by that or not It's not that you're not capable of change. It's not that things aren't changing anyway. It's whether or not you're aware of it and to what degree you embrace it. And everybody is going to be different, you know? And I think ideally you find people that you're compatible with or people that you aspire to be like and you put in the effort to actually become that yourself, you know? Like some people, they just want to be in proximity to people they aspire to be like while being bitter about the fact that the person that they aspire to be is like you know do, doing their thing and then they're like feeling bad about themselves even though they're not really doing anything to like actually change their own life but you know people change is more about your ability to be aware of what you have control over what you can change and to what degree you embrace change that's happening around you and i think that when i've been more open to the discomfort of things changing in ways that i haven't predicted Everything else has just kind of flowed naturally, you know. If I notice that, you know, a job that I was maybe, like, hoping that I would get falls through rather than just, like, having all this anxiety and ruminating about it too much and being able to try to, like, control my thoughts around it and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. It's not meant to be. Let's move on to the next thing. The next thing arrives sooner rather than later. Like, but if I was just so focused on, you know, grieving and being sad and feeling sorry for myself, I wouldn't have the space or the energy required to allow something new to enter. Same thing with relationships when, you know, I notice a friendship or whatever, like not working in the way that I hoped when I'm like clinging too much onto the idea of what it could be and not accepting the reality it's much more difficult to move forward. But when I've been able to accept like, you know what? It's not the way that I hoped. (laughs) I'm not feeling so great about it, but I have hope for something better to come along my way, this or better, right? And then, you know, it's not necessarily like, oh, one romantic thing ends and another arrives. It's like this romantic thing's ending, but now I have new friendships or now I have new work opportunities or now, you know, I'm just able to spend more time with myself that I was giving up to cater to this other person's needs or whatever. But yeah, it's hard when someone you care about is living in a way or like behaving in a way that you know that they could do better than, or that you could like have faith in, or that you believe that they deserve. But what people really think they deserve is very different to what you might that they deserve even if what you think they deserve is better than what they think they deserve you thinking that they deserve better is not going to trump what they really believe in their heart and in their soul you know and they probably don't even know what's down there you know so there's no way that you can know either i mean and even if you do it doesn't mean that they would agree with you if you told them like it's so much more complex than we want to believe when we're trying to like come to a solution. But yeah, focus on like your reasons and like what you want, how you define being hot and having fun and then allow everything else around you to kind of fall into place around that. And it's so hard at first because when you're coming from a place of being... A little too controlling, being a little too anxious, being a little too depressed, and thinking that, you know, you need to be able to predict things. It's very hard to let go and be like, I'm just gonna see what happens, you know? But that's kind of what I tell myself. I'm like, let's just fuck around and find out, you know? Like I I have all these like random little markers to just keep me going that have nothing to do with my relationships or my career. I'm like, how long can I grow my hair or like how many pole dance classes can I go to a week consistently or how many days a week can I resist the temptation to buy myself a little treat, <laughs> you know, just random shit like that. Or like how much money can I save if I, you know, I'm not just like frivolously spending all the time or, um, You know, how consistent can I be with not going on social media every Monday or whatever? You know, like those things that don't really, like it's inconsequential, but also not inconsequential whether I do them or not. Just having little things like that keeps me looking forward in a way that is like easy rather than being like, "Oh, am I going to like achieve this really big goal that I've like put my sights on?" I don't know, it like balances it out a bit like can I how many days a week can I go for a little walk in the morning before noon? <laughs> That's much easier for me to achieve. And then to reward myself like mentally being like, "Good job." And then actually like start working on the things that are going to take more effort or more time to unfold. Does that make sense? I don't know. But basically what I'm saying is like focus on yourself like I think that when we're trying and insisting on other people to change, it's because we feel like, or at least for me, when I look back, I notice that it's because I felt out of control in the direction of my own life or I hadn't fully accepted what I was capable of or I wasn't really using my energy. That was ultimately for me to build my own life I wasn't using it to the best of its ability and I was hoping that if I could influence somebody else's life, then that would be the same (laughs) as if I had achieved something for myself, but it's not, you know, like, and like that allocation of energy was done in a way that was like a disservice to what I really wanted. It's different when you are working on a cause that is like really authentic to you and is working with or for other people and it makes sense and you feel fulfilled by that but it's not it wasn't like fulfilling for me to become overly invested in my friend's beef like with her boss you know (laughs) like what do I get out of worrying about whether she's going to confront her boss or not or if she's going to get the raise that she wants or if she's happy in her job that's not my problem you know and if you allow yourself to become overly attached to other people's problems and overly invested they will use you as a scapegoat and they will make you accountable when things don't go the way that they want and they will also get that will also get in the way of them learning a lesson even if that lesson is painful even if it's embarrassing for them even if whatever whatever it's like everybody has to go through that the re- the reason why you try and stop them or the reason why you try and insist that they and do it the way that you would do it is because you've been through it you went through the embarrassing part or the difficult part or the shameful part or whatever and you're trying to prevent someone from going through it too but life is inseparable from suffering and pain <laughs> it's just like you know how you process it and how you respond to it that matters Everything is going to be okay. Let's take a deep breath. Inhale. And exhale. <sighs> <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. Send me your thoughts and feelings. Let me know how you're doing. I appreciate you all so much. Follow me on social media at Amber Akilla, on the meme page at friend.crush on Instagram stay hot and having fun drink lots of water tell your friends and family that you love them i love you and i will speak to you soon bye